Hello and welcome to episode 150 of Navigating the Modern World. I'm Kimberly, your host, and I am so just happy every time I pull out my mic and I get my computer ready and I open up the program to record a podcast. There's something like gentle that whispers, this is good. Um, And so I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to just come on and share my experience and share with you guys all the things kind of going on. Um, I wanted to make this podcast mostly because I haven't made one in a while. And one thing that I'm constantly working on is consistency. And it's cool because I'm not perfect at it. And I keep showing up. So I hope that if somebody is listening and they're not perfect at consistency, yet they continue to show up for whatever is important to them, I hope that they meet this podcast and that they hear that and maybe it does something for them. Um, I really wanted to talk about two things. Um, one thing is something from my intimate relationship and the other thing is I was sitting outside and I often will sit outside and just kind of stare out into nature. I'm very, very fortunate and I live on a big piece of property and it's not mine. I rent it, but it's just this gorgeous piece of property and I can just stare out into the natural world and kind of ponder life, which is probably one of my favorite things. And when I do that, I often, I don't know, just hear things, listen, pay attention, let nature teach me. And, and I did that the other day and I wanted to kind of just share what came up, but first I'll start with my intimate relationship. Um, you know, I have in my past worked with a lot of couples and something that would often come up is how do we, you know, maintain our relationship and health healthily move together you know toward the common goal of us being together and do the things that we love and do the things that really matter and I am in a really beautiful relationship where I get to practice and I I will be the first to admit that I struggle with this myself so often what it looks like for us is in the evening when we get done with work and we have this kind of space to be together or to do our own thing, I will often find myself wanting to choose to be with the other person. And one, I think it's like amazing that I have a partner that I love spending time with. So there's no knock on that. Um, there's something really beautiful. In fact, him and I were kind of joking a while back, just like, yeah, what if it's just okay that we like each other? <laughs> you know, like, what if we don't have to feel guilty about that? What if that's not a bad thing? Like society, especially right now, there's so much like new age stuff out in the world that's like, be independent and, you know, 
screw, you know, needing somebody like there's like a lot of like, you know, know yourself and do your own thing and go after your own thing. And, you know, there's, there's a way in which that can bleed into relationship. That's kind of like, you know, I don't know, it like bad mouths, just really liking someone and wanting to spend time with them. So there's like a part that I want to just acknowledge, which is how beautiful it is when we meet people in our lives that we want to spend time with. It's so cool. And, um, and we might want to spend a lot of time with them and there's nothing wrong with that. So I just want to start with that. And I noticed for myself that time apart can often trigger this little thing in me that says like that person's going to leave me or that person would prefer to be with other people or be doing something else. This person does not want to be with me. And I can very, very clearly like point that to like past trauma, past stuff that um, is valid. And it's not the truth of my current relationship. And so I've been really noticing this kind of voice in me that's, you know, that arises that says something like, you know, if you choose to do something else, then you're not going to have time to build or nurture the relationship and the relationship might end, you know, this kind of like nagging voice. Or if he wants to go do something else, like, oh, he would rather be doing that than be with you, you know, kind of just this like voice that is not a helpful voice to listen to. And so Jordan and I have been really contemplating like, because he has the same voice, this is like maybe saying different things, but he has the same voice. And so we've been contemplating like how to work with that, how to work with these things in our relationship. And what we came up with, which I really love and it has been working out really great. And so I want to share it is that we have certain days that are devoted to ourselves. So there's like a few days a week when him and I are off the docket. Like there's just nothing, you know, like it's just my nights to do whatever I want with them. And it's cool because what it does is it just takes, it takes away the question of how should I spend my time? And it just gives me full reign to kind of do whatever creatively I want to do. And it's been super fun because I've been playing with music and I've been, you know, doing these other things and all of the guilt or all of the fear is not there because it's intentional and it's not like we're meeting each night going like, Ooh, are we going to hang out together? Or does he want to do other things? Or what should I do? Or what should he do? You know, it's the, it's not this confusion. It's just like, no, no, no. These are our nights apart and these are our nights together. And, and it's awesome. And so I wanted to share that just because it's been so kind of life-changing for me where I can without feeling bad, pursue the things that I love. And then when we do have nights together, it's very intentional. It's like, oh, this is our night together. And it's also kind of fun and flirty and sexy because we didn't spend the last, you know, four or five nights doing the same thing together. It's like we've had some space and we've had to, you know, we've had time to cultivate our own self and to be individual people and to like, I don't know, stay interesting to the other person. Like, 
I think long term, when I think of a long term relationship, sometimes I get kind of scared because I'm like, Ugh, how do how do people stay together so long? Like, Ugh, how do you how do you want to be around a person for 50 years? And really what I'm kind of noticing is like, it's my job to stay in tune with myself and to pursue the things that I love so that I can maintain being like a person that people want to be around, including the person that I'm dating and including the person that I'm with. Like I want to, I want to be that for myself. So of course, uh, you know, it helps with other relationships too. just continuing to do the things that make you feel great about yourself and do the things that excite you. And it in some way, I don't know, it adds a spark of excitement and curiosity. Like, you know, Jordan has all these cool hobbies and I'm so intrigued by him and I'm so intrigued by his ability to create art and, um, and music and, and it's just, I don't know, it keeps things exciting. It keeps things exciting. So if you want to keep things exciting, there's an opportunity maybe there. Um, the other thing that I wanted to kind of talk about is my time in nature. And really this, this time in nature was kind of provoked by, um, there's just a lot of talk about death and there's a lot of things happening my my mother's parents my grandparents have gone into a home they both have dementia pretty severely and I'm kind of distanced from my family I don't see my family much which has taken a lot of time for me also to not feel guilty about but that's a whole nother podcast um and so I've just been thinking about death and then um, somebody else close to me lost a grandparent. And so, you know, just like these ponderings of death and then being in nature, you're so kind of surrounded by birth and death, especially right now, like all the tree, all the leaves are falling off the trees, which to me is just a significant form of like these things were birthed into the tree and they turned colors and were beautiful. And now they're falling off and they will die and decompose in our yard. Um, and it's kind of touching. It's, you know, and it brings up a lot of thoughts. And so I was sitting there just kind of pondering about life and pondering about death and birth and all of these things. And a few really beautiful things came up that I just thought I would kind of share like in a sequence, um, kind of like number them off because that's kind of how they arose for me. It was just kind of like, what's most important. Like when I begin to think about life, I think often things begin to arise that illuminate the most important things. And the very first thing that came up was being grateful and kind of this, like having an attitude of gratefulness, like really choosing to have my eye looking into my life in a way that is in search of things I can be grateful for and kind of living with the sense of gratitude and really like looking at everything from this eye, you know, it's kind of like if you have, you know, I'm sure you guys have all heard these rose, you know, rose colored sunglasses or whatever, similar to that. Like I want my sunglasses to be sunglasses of gratitude. And I want to look into my life and really be in search of the beauty and the things that I have that I can count as blessings and gratitude. And so I just, you know, I want to 
pause and maybe ask you like what right now is something that you can really look at or think about that you are grateful for something that gives you joy or inspiration or peace of mind or comfort or something that makes you laugh or something that gives you a feeling of purpose or meaning like whatever it is something that is beautiful and just maybe thinking about one or two things that you're really really grateful for and just letting them open your heart for just a second And maybe just taking a breath and just noticing the breath. This kind of glorious breath. In fact, often when I'm thinking about gratitude, I'm thinking about how grateful I am for this breath. Like without this breath, my life would not exist. I would. This breath e- equals life. And it's such a beautiful gift to just notice this life force, this energy, this inhale and this exhale. And without it, you know, there's, there'd be no experiencing any of this. It's kind of beautiful. And right alongside being grateful, what came was practicing being present. And just like we did, we kind of paused and we looked in our life and we kind of took an inventory and decided something that we're grateful for. And then we kind of focused in on the breath and we just took a breath and we just noticed the breath. And, you know, something that I can often get carried away with is future thinking or thinking of the past. I think this is very normal and natural. And I think the more that we can direct our our attention and our awareness here in this moment, what we're doing in this moment, then we actually get to enjoy this life. We get to actually be present for this life. Maybe, you know, you bring the awareness to what you're eating and you actually taste the food. Or you bring the awareness to the person you're talking to and you actually experience that person. Or maybe you are doing a task at work and you actually experience yourself doing this task. And in those moments, to me, often practicing presence, practicing bringing my awareness to whatever I'm doing, to whatever is happening, it in some way wakes me up and I, in those moments, am actually living. Whereas when I'm focused on the future, I'm focused on the past, I'm, it feels like I'm kind of not living. But when I can bring my attention here, I awaken to this moment and it's this beautiful, beautiful thing. So practicing presence was another big one that came. And then the next ones I really like because I... I think for myself, I'm, you know, changing as I get older. And the third one that really came was being more silent. And this could be in a bunch of different ways. This could be being more silent on social media, or this could be being more silent in your day-to-day life, or this could be um, noticing when you're talking for no purpose. I don't know about anybody else listening to this, but sometimes I'll feel uncomfortable and how I feel comfortable is I fill the space with, with sound, with voice, with talk. 
And I can notice it because like, I'm like, why am I talking? What am I saying? Why am I saying this? <laughs> you know, it's like, I'll be in the middle of sharing something and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm sharing this. And I'm, it's like, maybe it's because you're uncomfortable. And so the practicing being more silent is also just a practice of, you know, in Buddhism, skillful speech, like being really conscious of the things we're saying and um, saying things that uplift or help our life or the situation or the relationships we're in. Um, I love the, the distinction of skillful speech as being something that brings, you know, beauty and joy and uplifts the thing that you're talking about and anything that um, makes the thing less than or is kind of negative, then that's, you know, that's not skillful speech. We want our speech to be the thing that uplifts the thing that we're doing, whatever it is, our relationship, our career, whatever it might be. And I really love this distinction just because it makes it so simple. It's like, is what I'm saying uplifting or bringing beautiful light to this conversation or is it not? You know, it can be actually that simple. The next thing that really came up is asking for forgiveness. And... I feel like for myself, I want to evaluate my relationships kind of in a constant way. Like, have I done anything that is harmful? Have I done anything that is hurtful? And if so, how can I keep asking for forgiveness? And how can I keep turning, you know, to look at myself and look at what has me saying harmful things what has me acting in ways that don't feel integrous with who i truly am and if you do do something or if i do something that doesn't feel 100 percent correct just asking for forgiveness like um my grandma used to say cleaning up your side of the road just sweep your side of the road as often as possible and one way to do that is asking for forgiveness just asking to be forgiven and mean it and get better at you know watching what you're saying get better at taking actions that align with the depths of your heart and the depths of who you really are the next thing that came up is not explaining myself so much you know one thing that I have noticed from especially when I was in my 20s, is like wanting to explain myself, wanting everyone to understand why I'm doing the way I'm, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And really, I want to explain myself so that people will say like, yeah, good for you. So that people will like give me a pat on the back or so that people won't question what I'm doing. And so that I don't have to like kind of, you know, explain what I'm doing. It's like I go ahead and explain so that I don't have to do that so that people understand why I do the weird things I do. Um, Because I do weird things sometimes, which is true. (laughs) Um, But not explaining myself just means just doing what I believe to be the right thing to do and for myself and for every interaction I have and for every move I make in my life and not needing to explain myself. 
Now, I do often make the distinction with my clients when I have clients is if explaining yourself helps another person, then it can be an act of kindness. So if you do something to really harm somebody and you kind of are just like, I'm sorry, sorry that happened, and you don't explain yourself, like that can be more harmful. So just noticing yourself like, if I explain myself right now, will it actually be an act of kindness to this person? Like, hey, I didn't show up to the movies because my car broke down or because I was having a rough day and I didn't know how to tell you and I'm so sorry. Can you feel the difference? So sometimes explaining ourselves isn't about needing to be liked or needing to be accepted. Sometimes explaining ourselves is an act of kindness, but we can begin to see the subtleties and see the nuances of that. Like, am I explaining myself because... I want to be liked and acknowledged and accepted. And when we notice that, try to pull back and just try to state whatever's going on in just a matter of fact, logical way. Like I quit school or I got a new job or so-and-so and I broke up, right? Like whatever it is, just saying it matter of factly without needing to explain yourself or I'm going here this weekend without needing to give everyone the runaround of around why you're doing it so they accept why you're doing it. Like you need to accept that you're doing the things you're doing in your life and have that be the starting place. The next thing that I really heard was telling people what they mean to me and telling them often. So not waiting to share with someone how special they are to you or sharing with someone that what they did made an impact on you or was helpful for you and you're so grateful like being willing to put yourself in a position where you share your heart more often and really the last thing that i heard and saw was just staying with myself so really you can hear that noise in the background. It's my cat. Uh, <laughs> when I sit on the floor to make these podcasts, they love it. They just like run around and act crazy, which I love. And I love that really nobody knows it's happening except for me. It's kind of cool. Anyway, is to stay with myself. So to keep my attention on me. I think so often in life we keep our attention on others. What's this person doing? What's that person doing? What's... And then we kind of like compare ourselves to those people or we like judge those people or, you know, whatever. And what I really heard is to not get lost in the world, but to really keep my attention on me. Am I speaking the way that I really want to be speaking when I speak? Am I using my energy in ways that I really want to be using my energy? Am I using my time in the way I want to be using my time? Am I in the relationships I want to be in? Like keeping the attention on me and really choosing my life from that place and being more conscious of how I'm showing up in the world and really cultivating how I'm showing up in the world. And this kind of got, you know, um, got pulled along with whenever I was sitting in nature, it got kind of pulled along with that, you know, who we are is actually the things that we're doing day to day. 
the way that we're speaking to people, the actions we're taking, the ways we spend our time, those things culminate and create who we are as human beings on this earth. There is no like, who am I? It's like, who you are is the things that you do, the ways that you spend your time, the, the ways that you speak to people. Every moment we create who we are by our words, by our energy, by our actions, by the thoughts that we believe, by the thoughts that we act on. And so if we keep the attention on ourselves, we can really cultivate those things. You know, when I'm having thoughts that aren't helpful, that are like thoughts that are mean toward me, I can really redirect my energy and redirect my attention on my breath or saying something positive about myself or being, you know, being more honest and truthful. Like, hey, yes, you did mess up on that. No problem. How can you do it better next time? Or what do you need to do to clean up your side of the street? Right? Like keeping the attention on myself allows me to know that my thoughts have gone astray. Keeping the attention on myself lets me know that my mood has gone off the rail. Keeping my attention on myself, you know, lets me know, are these actions aligned? Are these words aligned? Is this how I want to be? And the more I can keep my attention here, 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 then I'm not so lost in the world or carried away by the world or carried away by what other people are doing or what's happening out here, but I can keep cultivating and showing up exactly how I want to. So being grateful, practicing presence, being silent more often, asking for forgiveness, not explaining myself, telling people what they mean to me, and staying with myself, creating, actively creating who I am in each moment by being right here with myself in my body, in my experience, not focused on what other people are saying or doing, but staying right here, close and kind, close and kind and curious right here in my own heart, in my own mind, in my own life. Okay. Well, that's it. Um, I always love being with you guys. I'm so grateful. And I hope that you're just going to have a rad day, evening, morning, whatever time of day it is. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time.